0: Life Audio. Today we're diving into Psalm 91, and we're going to be studying what it means to dwell in the shelter of the Most High. And one of the most important things that we're going to talk about is how there's a connection between the amount of time that we spend in God's Word and in the presence of God That is connected to the amount of peace we experience in our lives. And I don't know about you, but I need more peace in my life. It's part of the reason why I do these podcasts. It's part of the reason why I'm spending time in God's word is because I want that peace for myself. I also want that for you too. So after we have a quick break, we're going to dive back in and we're going to talk about that a little bit more today. I pray it blesses you. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus podcast If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey, friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today, we're going to be going through Psalm 91. And as we go through these Psalms, I want to just remind you that we have a couple resources to help you get this information from your head and into your heart. If you go to shehears.org and go to the resources page, you can find our guided journal or guided Psalms journal. We have right now 1 through 50 available, and then 51 through 100 will be available here in probably the next week or two. But what that does is there is is a journaling prompt that helps you get the information from your head to your heart. I think journaling is a really good way to do that. There's a key verse and there's a link to the audio devotional. It's just an extra way to help you process the information. It's only $5. You can either print it out, you can use it on your iPad, whatever works for you. And again, there's also a free devotional. If you go to the resources page, there's a free seven-day Desires of the Heart devotional. And of course, that's also where you find the She Hears Bible Study and lots of other journaling and note-taking Bibles. I, I Again, I think all of those resources are designed to help you just walk with the Lord a little bit more closely. Closely day by day. And so as we are going through the Psalms, we're doing that because the Psalm book we know was the hymn book and the prayer book of Jesus and the disciples. And if it is a prayer book and hymn book of Jesus, I want it to be a prayer book and hymn book of me too. So we're going to start at verse one and I'm reading from the NIV. It says, he who dwells in the shelter of the most high will rest in the shadow of the almighty I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night nor the arrow that flies by day nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you make the most high your dwelling, even the Lord, who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift up lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So, Psalm 91 is considered a psalm of trust, and it's kind of a class all of its own. And there are other psalms that talk about trust, but this does it in a way that's just a little bit different than the way that the other psalms do it. And um, as a psalm of trust, it helps us lean into this idea of the security we can have when we completely trust God. And it assures us that God will be our refuge. When we seek his protection and, and in times of both spiritual danger and physical danger, we can rest and, and trust that he's got our back. There is a connection between yesterday's Psalm, Psalm 90, and today's Psalm, Psalm 91. And they kind of fit together and typically you would want to study them together. And um, Psalm 90 that we read yesterday, if you remember, it talks about being consumed by anger and terrified by indignation and um it's kind of a, like there's a prayer for compassion. It's, it's kind of, um, talking about this world of danger. And then the flip side of that is Psalm 91, today's Psalm, where it's giving this picture of how God's protection operates in that world of danger. And so as Psalm 90 is praying, remember Moses prays, like have compassion on your servants, Mm -hmm. Psalm 91 spells out what having compassion looks like and what it means to have protection and being hidden underneath the wings like an eagle and having the angels to help them safely over the rugged path and um I think it's really important to to read these two in comparison to each other because it's describing God's intervention in a world that that um is dangerous spiritually, emotionally, physically, all of that. And I think it's also interesting that the devil actually quotes this Psalm in Psalm 91 verses 11 and 12. That is the words, let me just read it. For he will command his angel concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up. In their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. That is a scripture that the devil quotes to Jesus when he's being tempted in the wilderness, and the devil is trying to get Jesus to throw himself down, to basically throw himself down and, you know, like commit suicide, basically, Um, because he knows he knows what the the plan is. And what does Jesus do? He counters that with a word from Deuteronomy in chapter 6, which clarifies what the words of this psalm mean. And it talks about it being a promise of grace. And it's not a reason, grace is not a reason to test God just to see if he would fulfill his promise. And I love that example for us, because the enemy does twist scripture. And think about this for a minute. If the enemy knows Scripture. How much more important is it for us to know Scripture? Because the enemy will try to manipulate the Scripture to trick you, to make you think it says something it doesn't. Um, he'll he'll take it out of context, and the spirit of the enemy is alive and well. Let me just tell you that in the American church today, there are a lot of people that will try to manipulate God's Word. To make it say something that it doesn't. It will, he will take it out. They will take it out of context. They will twist it. And you have to know God's word in order to, to rebuke that. That's the example we see of Jesus where he's saying that is not what, what what this means. He counters the lie with the truth of God's word. In verse 1, when it talks about he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High. What this psalm does for us is it offers security for us as believers of God, as God's children. And for for those that have committed themselves to righteousness, to following God's plan for their lives, there's a protection and we can live with a constant awareness of God's presence. And I think that's a really important piece because it's God's presence that offers us the peace that we can only have from him in the midst of these dangerous circumstances. And so the more time we spend communicating with Jesus, the more time we spend in prayer, the more time we spend reading the word, learning from his word, serving the greater our peace we're more likely to recognize and experience God's presence and this greater sense of freedom and protection and provision. We're more likely to experience that when there are times of trouble and danger because we recognize his voice and his voice does not change because of the circumstances around us. If anything, I'm so thankful for the ability to hear his voice because that's what gets us through those dangerous situations. That's what gets us through those, those times that are, um, troubling or fearful, or, you know, even I, I know I say this all the time, but even with the news cycle, like I've had to stop even watching or reading any of the news for, for a time because it gets me worked up and, and I can very easily get to a place where I watch the news and I'm like, There's even one thing is devastating, but all of these things are happening at the same time. I'm like, I don't even know how we're going to survive all of this in, in this generation. But yet when we, when I turn that off and I listen to God's voice, there's peace. And it's what we've been talking about throughout all the Psalms. Even when I don't understand, I can trust him because I know he's faithful. I know he's trustworthy. And when I have confidence of that word and that voice, how do we hear God's voice? By reading his word. God's word is the primary way he speaks to us. And so a lot of people will say to me, especially in my coaching sessions, well, I just don't know how to hear God's voice. And I say, well, what are you reading in the word? And it's like, well, I really just don't have time. His word, God's word is the primary way that he speaks to us. And if you are not reading his word and spending time in his word, then I don't know what the expectation is. It's like saying to my, somebody like, oh, I don't ever hear my husband's voice. Well, do you spend time with him? Well, no. Well, that's why you don't hear his voice. I mean, it's a very basic, essential part of our relationship with God. We have to spend time with him. We have to spend time in his word to hear his voice. I think that's a good place for us to stop right now. We're going to take a break and when we come back, we'll finish up with the rest of this psalm. Stay tuned. As we go through this psalm and it talks about God as the most high. So verse one, it says, he who dwells in the shelter of the most high will rest in the shadow of the almighty. There are four names of God in this psalm that describe different aspects of. God's protection. So most high, which is the first one we see, it shows him to be greater than any threat that we face. The second, almighty, that is emphasizing his power to confront and destroy any enemy that we face. So the first is any threat we face. The second is any enemy that we face. The third, the Lord, assures us that As the leader and authority of our lives, his presence and guidance are always with us, no matter what we face. And then the fourth aspect is my God. And that expresses the truth that God has chosen to have this deep, personal, individual relationship with those that trust him. Now, we've unpacked each of those names of God in other places as we've been studying the scriptures, So I'm not going to go back through all of those, but I think that's really important to point out. It's a reassurance because there's this repetitive nature of showing and showcasing these different aspects of who God is and who he can be for us when we're in the midst of this, these seasons. One of the things that we see over and over in the Psalms, and it almost seems like regardless of who is speaking, if it is David or the sons of Korah or even Moses or King Hezekiah there's this constant threat of danger there's this constant threat of circumstances and yes some of that is because of the time frame in which this was written it was a time of war and a time of you know famine and all those kinds of things um but it's also because as God's chosen people they have an, a target on their back from the enemy we do too as followers of God the enemy hates us, and we're always going to have this target on our back. And so one of the things that's important for us to realize is these four names of God, these four aspects of what God's name means in our lives, that's relevant for us today, today too. That's relevant for us to understand. In, in, in fact, it's not just relevant, it's imperative that we understand that the Most High is greater than any threat we face. Think about that for a minute. God, the Most High Is greater than any threat that you face. God the Almighty has power to confront and destroy any enemy that you have. The Lord, that relationship with the Lord assures us that he is the Lord and the leader and the authority in our lives and his presence is with us that's the, that's what guides us. That's what teaches us which way to go. That's what gives us the wisdom and the discernment to know how to handle these situations. And then my God, that's the truth that God has chosen to have a deep relationship with you. That it's not just some random accident that, that you are getting pursued by the God of the universe, that he has chosen you. The reason why you chose to follow Jesus is because he chose you first. Think about that truth. The reason why you are choosing to follow God, choosing to follow Jesus, is because he chose you first. He chooses you. So when we say, my God, it's because he chose you. That that relationship dynamic is because he, as the father, pursued a relationship with you as his child. I love that. And I think it's so important for us to recognize when we're going through these various hard seasons. Verse 10, then no harm will befall you, no disaster will come near your tent. Nothing can happen to a faithful servant of God unless God allows it. And I know that's hard to hear when we are dealing with suffering, when we're dealing with heartache, when we're dealing with difficult circumstances, when we are in danger or in trouble. And that doesn't mean that they, we won't have, you know, I think sometimes the the fallacy or the misconception about being Christian is that once you become a Christian, things are easy. It does not mean that as believers, we are not going to have difficult circumstances to get through. In fact, the opposite is true because we live in a fallen world. We were not created for the brokenness of this world. But as long as we obey and depend on God as the leader of our lives, as the leader of our circumstances, as the authority and the source of shelter, of refuge, of rest in our lives. He will work through everything that happens to us for our good. That is difficult, I know, to hear sometimes when what we're going through doesn't feel good. But what we've been talking about over the last couple of days is trusting God even when the circumstances don't seem to make sense. We have to trust God. That he will work through every single thing in our lives for our good. Because he is the redeemer and the restorer of all things. My personal story, you can go back and listen to our, so many episodes I've talked about this, but our adoption story and what guide, our failed adoption story, our son that we were adopting was um, trafficked at the end of five years, right before we were ready to bring him home. He was trafficked to another nation. And what ensued was a huge fight to try to track him down and bring him home and work with interpol and work with different governments and man that little boy is not in our home today but what i can tell you is that we have a god that redeems and restores all things and the work that i get to do in global orphan care now is evidence of that you can go back and listen to our story our adoption story in a previous episode i'm not going to get into all of it now but at the time it didn't feel that way It took years for me to get that perspective. At the time, it felt like brokenness. At the time, it felt like sorrow. At the time, it felt like, okay, God, where are you? But what I had to get to was this place where I knew that he was faithful, and I could trust that he could work through all of those things for my good. And he has, and he continues to, and that story is continuing to unfold, and I'm so thankful. Verse 11, it says, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. I love that because what this explains to us is that God commissions angels to watch carefully over not just the lives, but the interests of people who are faithful to him. There's a special notice of people who are deeply committed to knowing and serving God and the angels guard those individuals physically and spiritually. I don't know about you, but for me, that, that, that's not a motivating factor, but it's an excellent benefit. Like, if we are pursuing God's righteousness and we are pursuing opportunities to know God, to serve God, to make Him known. Scripture talks about how the angels protect us physically and spiritually. The key, though, is trusting God and following his purposes. Trusting God and being obedient to what he calls us to do. They support us as we face those enemies spiritually. Because as we talked about, when you are pursuing a life of righteousness, when you're pursuing God's plan for your life, there will be a target on your back. But that doesn't mean we have no options. That doesn't mean that we we have lost that battle. In fact, the opposite is true. We not only have won this fight, but it's a rigged fight. And so we have the benefit of of not just the Holy Spirit, but the way that the Holy Spirit operates is by sending angels specifically to guard us spiritually, physically, emotionally, our interests, That's amazing to me. And then down in verse 14, because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. Here the Lord himself is speaking to us, to his followers. Because his followers truly love him, he himself is promising to come to their aid when they're in trouble. And so the key to receiving God's protection and God's protective care is a heart that is passionately committed to the Lord and grateful for everything that he does, even the things we don't understand. And God knows who those people are. He's with them in their time of trouble. He hears their prayers. He meets their needs. He gives them power to live fulfilling lives that that are characterized by his presence. Does that mean it's easy? Absolutely not you know the season of my life that i was just talking to talking about when we went through that adoption it was terrible it was heartbreaking even now i you know i get emotional even thinking about it right now but i know that his presence was there sustaining us in the midst of terrible circumstances he gave me peace enough peace that i could talk to the to the government that i could talk to the authorities that i could do the research i needed to do that we can move this thing forward. So we ended up shutting down um, some, some trafficking rings in that country, and we worked on, on the behalf of this little boy to help change the outcome for thousands of other children. The only way I was able to do that is because the Lord himself intervened. I was still broken, but I operated in the strength of the Holy Spirit. I think that is the encouragement that we see here, that... It's because he loves us, that he honors us, he protects us. And even when we don't understand, he's with us and he's working behind the scenes and he's working those things out for our good. Given that insight, I'm going to go back and I'm going to start at verse one of Psalm 91. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you make the most high your dwelling, even the Lord who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. You will... Tread upon the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. God, we thank you that as we recognize the opportunity we have to shelter in your dwelling, to rest and find refuge in the fortress of our relationship with you, that you care about us, that you are with us, that you protect us, that even when things that happen that could potentially destroy us, instead you say no and you can work through all of those situations for our good because you are the redeemer and the restorer of all things. Lord, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for the promise of your word and the treasure it is, the comfort it brings us, the encouragement it brings us to continue to pursue you on this path of righteousness so we can see evidence of your hand of protection as we continue to serve you in whatever way you've called us to. Lord, I pray for my friends today that that since you're calling on their lives, Lord, may this word today, even now, be an encouragement to them to step into that calling you have for them. Lord, I pray that you would make yourself known to them in a real and powerful way today. It's in your name we pray, amen. Hey friend, do you feel like you need a little one-on-one? My goal for the She Hears ministry, the Hearing Jesus podcast, all the resources that we have is to really help you learn how to hear God's voice so that you can be confident in your relationship with Him. And if you're struggling to learn how to identify or even overcome the barriers that you have in your life to growth, I want to be able to walk through that with you. Did you know that I'm a Christian life coach? Maybe you're struggling with something and you need some objective biblical insight or opinions, or maybe you need to work through something that feels just a little bit too heavy to do on your own. I would love to walk through that with you and land on some practical ways to achieve that goal. And so I have some limited coaching opportunities. If you go to shehears.org, there's a section where you can schedule some one-on-one time with me. I have Mondays and Fridays open right now going into the new year. So I pray that if that is something that you need, that you've been praying about, that it would be an opportunity for you to take advantage of some one-on-one time with me. And again, my heart is really to help you lean into whatever it is that God is calling you to do. I pray that that's a blessing for you. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more.